Arts Podcast, Series 6. The Garden Art Walk is July 10th. What a combination. Gardens and art. Today I am with Karen Dobin, ooh, in a magnificent garden, and your studio with the door open. Thank you, Agatha. And the first thing I want to ask you, I'm going to go right into the questions. None of this introduction, introduction. Look at birds and everything. It's so beautiful. It really, really is. This is exciting. Okay, so on the Reach Arts website, in your description of your garden, and I believe you talk about both garden and art, you said it is about color, texture, and planning. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. I believe, especially in the garden, that multiple textures and colors are very important. And I work very hard at trying to get consistency throughout the summer so that there's always something blooming. I try to get contrasting colors and leaves of various greens, not just green, but green and white, red and green, and ferns next to things that are particularly leafy so that we get a real sense of variety and height is also very important so i work very hard on having low things in the front higher things toward the back and i have to constantly step back the same way i do in my studio i have to walk back and look and assess where i'm placing things do you do a lot of moving plants around? A lot of moving. <laughs> a lot of refiguring. Every year. Every, Every year. Every year. Yes. You don't think, okay, this is... No, I constantly move things. And it's a lot of work. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I'm yeah. looking around and thinking, yeah. ooh, a lot of yeah. things I don't want to move. This but... garden is 20 years old, approximately, and I put every single plant that's in this garden in myself. Congratulations. That's Many very things impressive. came from friends. Okay. I do a lot yes. of trading. I did trading this morning. <laughs> what did you trade? I traded these wild geraniums and some of the moon glow. And another plant, I honestly don't know the name of. There's one little white bloom left there. It's sort of a ground cover. It's low, and I keep it in the front. So friends come over, look at the garden, and say, I don't have that. I would like that. And I say, I'm happy to give you some. I have plenty of that. Oh, and Japanese ferns, the painted ferns, which I adore, and are very expensive in the nursery. And mine are prolific. So I always have some for anybody who wants them. Good heavens, this is great. And then what about in your art with about color and texture and planning? The exact same thing. I look for contrast, I look for overlaps, I look for variety and color and texture. So. I see them as one and the same. And if you look around my garden and then look at my art, you'll see I like a lot of color. A lot of people will do their pots with one flower or one color or maybe two. I tend to use purple, red, yellow, orange. That is my theme. And that's my art as well. And I use different sizes of the flowers 
and I'm constantly making notes in my studio, too many big shapes need some small shapes. So I have to bear all of that in mind all the time. And I do it in the garden and I do it in the studio. And as you can see, my studio is in the garden, yes. as well as I have one in the house downstairs, which I really don't like, even though I have light and windows. I love opening my doors and being out looking at the garden, getting fresh air, seeing the flowers and while that, you're working while I'm working and it means a lot to me a lot to me so and the studio's not that old I think it's six years old and it's it's a nice size it's 10 by 10 mm -hmm. I paint on the wall I don't use an easel most of the time so that whole studio is um, home assault so I can tack up my canvas or my paper just with push pins, and yes. then I stand and paint because it gives me a lot of movement. I like a lot of movement when you're painting. When I'm painting, <laughs> so you're not a sitter. I'm not a sitter. <laughs> no, no. One of my most recent paintings is called "I'm Dancing Again." <laughs> okay, so we're starting to talk about the connection between your art and your garden. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, I think that um, many artists are gardeners, and I think it has a lot to do with color and wanting their environments to be aesthetic. And a lot of people have yards with very few flowers and a lot of bushes and green. And that is the antithesis to me of having a yard. A yard to me is my environment and it inspires my art to look at the flowers and to look at the colors. So again, you know, that composition, composition, a lot of people don't get composition in a garden, but it's the same as paintings, where you place things, where you put the colors, where you leave some space. Negative space is very important in art. And if you look around my garden, you can see I have some ornamental pieces, um, most of which I found in trash in various places and on the walking paths. And um, I think those add variety to the garden as well. So, you know, that ornamental aspect yes. is, is artistic. And how late in the season do you paint in your I have studio, heat in outdoor there. studio? I have oh, you heat have in heat. there. Okay. Yep. Sometimes I need a supplemental heater, um, but I can work in there all winter, <gasps> except that when it's very, very cold for a lot of days, I worry about things freezing, paints and stuff. So I do have that studio in the basement, and I can use that. And sometimes... What I'll do is I'll work down the basement on small pieces and save the large pieces for out here when the weather allows. And that's, you know, really a, a matter of what the weather is doing and what my supplies will withstand. And what do you paint? What what um, media? I, I medium. Yeah, <laughs> I, I use a variety. Um, I've gotten very into oil and cold wax. And, and cold wax? It's cold wax. Okay. It's a medium that you mix into the oil paint, gives it a little more viscosity, also helps it dry more quickly. You can give it more transparency depending on how much of it you use, and it's good for layering. And um, so I use that. 
and I don't use brushes when I use that. I use a bowl scraper. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And um, again, that provides texture and you build on it and it's it grows. It's mm. a process. That's very much a process like gardening is so that it may take a lot of weeks to build up. I do use acrylics at times. I do I do I really do a lot of different mm -hmm. mediums. Um, yeah. Kind of like your garden, a lot yeah. of different things yeah, here I, and there. I'm not yes. a very uh, st a stagnant person. I have tend to jump from one thing to another a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And what about your time of day in the garden? You spend a lot of time because you're in the studio, but have you got a favorite time of day in the garden? The first thing I do when I get up in the morning oh. is get my coffee. And even in my pajamas, as you can see, I'm pretty protected here. I walk around the garden. I look at every seed I planted to see if anything is coming up yet. <laughs> I, I walk around the entire garden. I prefer to work in the garden in the morning. I don't like to paint or garden in the afternoon. I pref my energy is good in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, it's rare that I'll do either in the afternoon unless I have some major calling that okay. I just get inspired or need to do something or finish something. Yes. Um, I just find that my head is better in the morning. That's just the way my head works. And in the afternoon, I love to sit down. I love to read. So I'll read in the afternoon or listen to music or take my, you know, take my walker and do yes. some exercise. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I want your day to be my day. <laughs> well, I must say, Agatha, I worked for 45 years. <laughs> And got up at 5.30 in the morning, was on the road usually by 6.30. Oh, dear. And yes. since I retired, mm -hmm. I never painted really much mm -hmm. before I retired. I was an art historian. So I taught. Yes. And I went all over the state. I taught creative thinking. So having the luxury of being retired, and got, I went back to Montserrat. Yeah. Um, and started taking some courses, and that is what got me started and that was in 2012 so it's 10 years yeah nice 10 years You're kind of a beginner then <laughs> i am a beginner i am totally an emerging what we call an emerging, an emerging artist. artist absolutely i am an emerging artist yeah. and i don't have expectations or desires mm, mm. i do it really for self-fulfillment yep and I belong to a lot of local groups and agents, associations, really. Um, but I'm not looking to get famous or, you know. Yeah. And yet I do sell my work. I've been very fortunate. I've sold quite a bit of work to people through by word of mouth mm. or through an art show, yes. an exhibit. So. Okay, so you've been a gardener for longer. Much longer. Okay, so I bet you've got a gardening tip for us. Have oh, you, I have please? lots of gardening <laughs> tips. I have so many gardening tips. Okay, and just a couple. Just a one, couple. One, one is yes. the one we said before. I am constantly moving things and changing okay. things around. Okay, I so think, once you plant something, you don't have to keep it there forever. No, and I think you have to be very observant as to whether or not it's thriving where it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll buy a plant. It's rare that I buy plants. I do a lot of trading, but I'll buy a plant that I see that's spectacular. And 
I'll buy two and I'll put them in two different places. One will thrive and one will not. Ah, okay. So I think it's very important to look at your soil, your light, and whatever, and choose a good spot. But I am constantly moving around, and I think you need to uh, weed out. When things get overgrown, you need to uh, divide them, give them away, trade, get something else. And that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. After a very verdant spring, yes. I am things are just overgrown. So for the walk, oh, okay. I'm trying to get things to look neat. Yes. So bigger is not necessarily better. No. And, and I always thought it was. Not what we, more and more and more is not what we and necessarily want. Absolutely. And I, that's been a hard lesson for me to learn. Okay. And I think it's important for gardeners okay. to keep that in mind. Excellent. Thank you so much, You're Karen. Welcome. Okay. You can see Karen. You can see Karen's garden and you can see Karen. Karen's Art on Sunday, July 10th from 11 to 3 at Reach Arts Garden Art Walk. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Agatha. Thanks for listening. Stop by again.